0: the robert scott bell show Show.
1: i listen to get accurate up-to-date information i've learned so much from him it is awesome it's the best entertainment that i've found you rock the health world keep it up i love you
2: now the voice of health freedom and liberty here's robert scott bell
3: 12 burpees in on the burpee challenge and I'm raring to go getting ready for the weekend here on the Robert Scott Bell show backup delivery system wherever you are listening and however you're watching we're glad that you're here I'm certainly glad super don't be chiming in a little bit uh, it is that time of the day again the Robert Scott Bell show is on robertscottbell.com and as I continue to strengthen myself physically through doing all the things that I've done for wow closing it on 30 years uh, but more so in terms of hitting the heavy bag, the speed bag and everything else and the burpees, uh, I got to I got to be ready because I'm presenting information that seemingly investigative journalists that are no longer investigative journalists outside of those that, you know, we feature on this show, like John Rappaport, Celia Farber, Jeffrey Jackson, Del Bigtree, others, they can't seem to pick up a stone or even a pebble and look what's underneath it to find out what we have been pointing out. There are a lot of inconsistencies, a lot of fallacies, a lot of exaggerations about the the risk, the danger, the death, the mortality to what they've dubbed COVID-19 in the year 2020. And one of the things I pointed out or was asking for, could we get some mortality stats from a, a country, an entire country for a week, for a day, for a month, longer the better. But okay, for a month. How about that? Let's compare a month over a month last year, over a month, two years ago, whatever, that says clearly there is a pandemic because this year, April 2020, has doubled the amount of deaths that we've recorded in the last 20 years. I don't mean add them all together. I mean just year over year over year. So we begin to say or see if we really are in a situation where in a pandemic year, there should you should expect to see a significant spike from whatever normal expected mortality rates in a given area or country are. To say, yes, it's an unusual year. Something has come about, and it's different, it's unique, and look, a lot more people are dead because of it. That's so how I say, wh- where are the stats on this? I want to see them. And as we open today's show in the show notes at robertscatbell.com, and Don, if you can grab that. Yes, he's so good. Uh, let me see if I can pull that up in a little closer view for you all uh it's it's kind of a little off center but it's okay you can see it today's uh first article as we scroll down in the show notes will bring us to ireland ireland ireland's death rate in april okay it should it should have spiked it should be higher but look at this headline ireland's death rate is lower in april 2020 than two years ago that should not be possible that should not be happening excuse me we're in a pandemic Ireland is also an area where they said yep COVID-19 is here too distance hospitals going crazy I don't know how clear I can make this you have mortality stats year over year over year in a given region province territory state country and in a pandemic year you should expect to see a spike in mortality or death and in ireland amidst the covid-19 pandemic you have a reduction in april 2020 over april 2018 let me see if i can scroll down and look at this uh despite what we're being told by the national broadcaster rte tv and ireland and others it would appear that there have been far fewer corona flu deaths than we have been led to believe perhaps less than 200. again death rate exaggeration mortality rate exaggeration yeah and as we see more and more presentations from doctors in the field and even nurses in hospitals like that whistleblower at elmhurst hospital where i lived the first three months of my life not in the hospital but in elmhurst new york the so-called epicenter of epicenters in new york the worst cases ever, and it looks like the more we are di- diving into it, and I will dive into it a little more intensely for my Sunday broadcast with John Rappaport, it looks as though we are dealing with iatrogenic death like I have pointed out over the course of this. The treatment for what they claim is COVID is more dangerous than what they claim is COVID. <laughs> how, how clear do I can I be? According to the General Register's office in Ireland during April 2020, there were 2,689 deaths registered in Ireland. That's just overall mortality. During April 2019, there were 2,599 deaths. So you'll say, ha ha, it's a spike from last year of 90 deaths. A pandemic, and you have 90 deaths more in an entire country, and you call that a pandemic, and then we go back. Two years, not one year. April 2018. There were 2,000. 940 deaths registered so almost 300 more deaths 20 uh 2018 than 2020 so what you'll see is and i don't know what happened in 2018 was there a little bit more flu activity but that should pale in comparison to what the fear porn has been about covid19 in 2020 around the world much less in ireland and you have a lower death rate in 2020 than 2018 this is problematic folks for those that want to convince you that there really is a threat that's unique and unusual. And what am I hearing there, Super Don? What was that? Some video playing in the background? No, sorry. Yeah, no worries. What, what, what should we expect? This is not what sh- we should expect in a pandemic year. We should expect a spike. Now, what we're seeing over the last eight, 2018, 2019, 2020 is basically mild variability. Even a 300 more death rate in 2018 doesn't indicate necessarily a pandemic in the year 2018 there were more deaths but you're talking about statistical i don't even call them anomalies but they're pretty much they're close they're not that far apart and so if 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 we're to assess one country i'll be it's one country it could be like oh my gosh the death rates in the united states of america are crazy ridiculous over previous years I doubt that significantly because the reporting on flu is almost non-existent. The reporting on pneumonia, almost non-existent. Cancer is gone. Heart disease is gone. None of these things matter because the media frenzy. The modern medical media, the mafia, now I'm talking about a medical mafia. The pharmaceutical church, which basically owns and controls our government in America and many Western governments of the world, wants us to believe something with all of their might. And as we assess and move from the criticality of the initial phase of unknowns, and we become, these are the knowns, what conclusion are we to reach? That they were right about everything, and the lockdowns actually were necessary and worked, or that they were wrong about pretty much everything? All of their modeling predictions, even infectivity, in terms of spreading whatever it is they claim it is, is pretty much suspect at this point. Oh, it's too complicated. They say at the WHO after admitting you know what asymptomatic carriers really not spreading the stuff, which is the whole basis for forced vaccines coming, contact tracing coming, lockdowns of healthy people already uh, already tried that. And that will result in more deaths due to as we talked about depression, anxiety, PTSD, suicide, homicide, pent up rage, whole cities Collapsing and crumbling in protest, based on somebody somebody took a knee to his neck and died. A disaster in and of itself, right then and there. But how about as we learn more about, at least in the Elmhurst Hospital, the wrongful diagnosis of COVID nineteen, despite double negative tests, declarations of positivity, and then intubation on top of massive massive drugging to basically take away th- their feeling their, their recognition that they're even human so they don't struggle and fight being intubated being put on a ventilator and then subsequently dying as we've were pointed out four out of five people on those things never come off and they didn't even have covid19 we're dealing with massive death and one of the things we'll talk about with john Rappaport uh for Sunday show is where's alexandria ocasio cortez where's aoc Protesting. These are her people in her district at Elmhurst Hospital that were outright killed iatrogenically. Doctors, nurses delivered death sentences. And they didn't even have the COVID according to their own faulty tests. Where are the protests there? Where's the taking a knee for all the doctors and nurses? Not every one of them. But now that this this whistleblower has gone out to the world and admitted and showed, in fact, some of these things. Where are the doctors and nurses at Elmhurst Hospital saying, yeah, I saw the same thing or, or, or denying it? It's like deadly silent. Because the most dangerous thing you can do when you're sick is to go to a hospital. These people innocently went. They were told it, that little mild cough and tickle, you, you, you could die. You go into the hospital and then you do when it might have been just a mild cough tickle would have passed, likely would have passed with no intervention. Or had you listened to the Robert Scott Bell Show and nebulized bioactive silver hydrosol into the lungs, you would have knocked out whatever was going on in there. Had you taken 100% whole food selenium, like I talked about, what to do with the fear of COVID, and that article is still there on Facebook, on the Robert Scott Bell Show page on Facebook, to make it easy to link to, we'll take you back to robertscottbell.com. Look at the things that I suggested. None of those are wrong. There is right or more right than they ever were. Whether you believe COVID-19 is a real virus, a manufactured virus, an upregulated bioengineered virus, it doesn't matter at this point. What are the stats showing you? The people who died were killed by doctors. I can't say it more clearly, more directly. And, And I know that for some of you, if you're new to the show, you're like, "Whoa, Robert, you can't say that. Well, yeah, I can. I have been saying it for years. The third leading cause of death, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, published in the New England Journal of Medicine over the years, and the Lancet and other journals, acknowledging modern medicine. Medical mistakes in hospitals? What was it? 99,000, something like that? Dying from properly used, administered, ingested drugs? Approved by the FDA in America, 106,000 a year. Put that together, 116,000. The exact number is about 225,000. Acknowledged, going way back. Year 2000, this was published. And I would argue that modern medicine is not the third leading cause of death, but the first, because it causes the first and second. Those are cancer and heart disease primarily. Although, yes, there is responsibility for people that eat crappy, refined, processed, GMO, glyphosate-infested foods lacking vitamins minerals or trace minerals and loaded with toxic poisons and then on top of that utilizing drugs to mask the symptoms brought about by their crappy diet and if they were eating crap they might be healthier literally because there's probably microflora that might benefit them i'm not telling you to eat crap that's not what i'm saying (laughs) i'm just pointing out the toxic food supply in america is not benign and for those of you who believe in the power of prayer i do Good luck praying it away. It takes a lot of discipline, way more than most people have, to actually transmute, if you will, toxic substances into safe substances. It's hard enough for your own body to do it enzymatically with selenium-based pathways of the liver because the stuff that we're throwing into our bodies in the era of 20th century farming practices, ad nauseum down into 21st century of genetic engineering, is overwhelming our body's ability to bind and excrete the things that are coming in. You know, it's, it's normal enough to eat food. Occasionally you might indulge in a junk food, but deal with metabolic waste of that ingestion, digestion, assimilation, elimination, the pathways that bind and excrete metabolic waste that were designed by God to address and deal with. But the abject destruction of our microbiome and the home for the microbiome via processed foods, pesticide-laden foods, and then you add drugs into the mix, antibiotics, you add in toxic injections like vaccines into the mix, and we are destroying ourselves. And guess who's playing the biggest role besides you and what you put in your in your face? Doctors and the pills they prescribe or the injections that they deliver to you. Nurses as well. Again, if you're, if you're feeling guilty right now, then you've participated in this behavior and it's not for me to make you feel guilty that's kind of a i say to some degree a worthless emotion if it's if it traps you in a state of immobility what i would like to have this do is stimulate you to integrity to recognize the things you do the things you think believe do say act these are all things rooted in a belief system that manifest outwardly physically in this life if you don't believe toxic food is bad for you hey nothing i can say Would stimulate you to eat differently. When you wake up one day and realize, like I did 30 years ago, that the food I was raised on before the era of genetic engineering was destroying me. And I made a switch to organic quality food and have been on that path ever since. By the way, I did 12 burpees today. The challenge is on the 8th, they start with eight burpees every day. You do the number up until I think 21st of June the summer solstice i think those burpees kill you after after the workout and that was at the i was like can i please do the burpees first no no you got to go through your workout then do the burpees i was like thanks a lot anyway these things if they don't kill you they make you stronger but the thing is when it comes to toxicological absorption utilization breathing it in eating it in it doesn't kill you overnight but it makes you weaker so that's the interesting thing about that statement which in many ways is true, that which challenges you can make you stronger because it strengthens you through the workout that you go through. But chronic constant exposure to toxic chemicals, however minute, over time robs your life force energy. And then you go into a hospital with a cough, which is an adaptation for survival, a detox pathway adaptation. If you can't absorb oxygen or you transport oxygen, well, it it isn't because you have not enough iron. Often you have too much, but you don't have enough copper. And we can go into all of those minerals we talk about here on the Robert Scott Bell show regularly, regularly. So second article here as we are, are tracking through, by the way, Stuart Thompson is going to join us in an hour two on the Robert Scott Bell show. Go to robertscottbell.com. See all the links up to all the wonderful things we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Super, I want to bring you back in the mix because I think, uh, you know, it's an interesting thing about uh, gathering together. Yeah, there you are. Gathering together, uh, of course, they didn't have a problem with us going to Walmart or Costco or major grocery stores. The Home Depots of the world, which were annoying because they lined you up. They were so afraid. Lowe's was better. They let you in. But it was okay to do that. Shop till you drop, but not mom and pop retailers, not mom and pop restaurants. And you can't take your kids to the playground. But we found the way to get beyond that. The kids don't have to wear masks, they don't have to social distance, and the New York governor and mayor can't do a thing about it. What am I talking about here, Super D? I don't know. What are you talking about? Are you, are you mad at me? No, something I'm something not going mad on here that I'm aware of? I'm not aware of <laughs>
2: I've suddenly become a bore-op again. I'm, I'm triple-checking things here in anticipation of what we're going to be talking about. Here.
3: We're going to talk about little Hasidic Jewish children. Hasidic
2: Jewish children. Okay, yeah. yes.
3: Although I don't know if there are Hasidic Christians or Hasidic Muslims. I don't think so. So it's sort of maybe redundant to say Hasidic Jewish children. Yeah. But let's talk about that. Okay. This next article, uh, let's see if we can pull it up. It was uh, linked out or, or uh, tweeted out by our friend Darla, Darla Stein. Stein. picked yeah. up by Celia Farber at the Truth mm-hmm. Barrier I don't know if you can show that uh, article real quick and I can scroll down and we'll eventually play the video here uh, but again we're on our backup uh, uh, technology of outreach so I can't easily play these things for you so Super Don's got to massage it into reality but there's the article at the Truth Barrier which takes you uh, to a, a uh, tweet link so to speak mm-hmm. let's see if it gets a little closer here we can still see it there you go uh, and that tweet link uh, goes to uh, Hasidic children protesting across Brooklyn, pleading with Governor Cuomo: "We want camp. These kids want to go to camp. We want camp. We want
2: camp." Oh, would you yeah. like to hear what it actually sounded like? Yeah, can we do that? Yeah, I think so. We want
1: camp. We want camp. They had a dog there, too.
3: (laughs) They're blocking the bus. This is great. So uh, if, if Black Lives Matter can protest and all these other things taking over city blocks in Seattle, we've got little children protesting. All they want to do is go to camp. Look at them. They're interacting. They're not afraid. They're not wearing masks. Oh, you're allowed to protest. Cuomo can't stop them from doing that, but he can stop them from going to camp. How is that something that's good for kids? Where is the evidence that Cuomo can provide that shows that children are are transmitting this COVID artificial virus thing? Where's the where are the deaths in children? It's not happening. It hasn't happened. And so Cuomo is dealing with a disaster of his own making, as is de Blasio, as is a- any of these leftist people that have bought the lies of the medical industrial complex pharmaceutical church y'all check it out these links are at robertscottbell.com and you'll see what we're talking about here they can't go to camp they won't let them open up camp where is the risk to children there is apparently no risk to children and as we've talked about the so-called conversion, this ability to go, all right, we've tested somebody who's positive for COVID-19 by a PCR or antibody, which we, we have to consistently tell you that the tests are bogus. There is no standard. They aren't validated to determine what they claim they're determining. FDA hasn't approved them to do that. It's an emergency authorization to use it, but it's not approved to do it. Oh, yeah. Don't yell at me. I'm just telling you the, the truth. Those are the facts. And then, and then we get tagged by any number of things. Facebook says, oh, you're not telling the truth. YouTube says, oh, we're going to ban your video. Why? Because we're revealing something you don't want us to reveal. And, you know, I covered, and we can't find this thing, and I apologize, but within the last two or three weeks, I remember covering a story, and it was a story about one patient, supposedly COVID-19 positive, suffering with respiratory stuff, admitted to a hospital, And they did a retrospective analysis of everybody, sort of like a contact trace in retrospect. Everybody that they encountered prior to the hospital stay, during the hospital stay, and after. And it amounted to over 400 individuals, 400 people that this so-called COVID-19 sufferer interacted with. Hospital setting it out. Obviously, some people were wearing masks. A lot of people were not. And they found zero people infected. Zero. People infected over 400. So this leads me to our next story of hairdressers, and I talked to you about going to get a haircut. You see it in the show notes. Super Don's uh, going to bring that up. Let me see if I can see it there. There we go. I'm going to put it on a full, semi-full screen. If I if I take myself out of the mix, I can't speak. That's the uh, the downfall of this uh, the software we're using. But we're grateful we can go out to the world. And it says two Missouri hairstylists with coronavirus saw 140 clients in their salon. They had the coronavirus according to the test or diagnosis of some kind. And I'm not going to sit there and dispute it at this point for the purposes of what are they claiming? This is a mainstream media article coming out of um, a Business Insider. Yahoo News is posting this in this case. Two Missouri hairstylists with coronavirus. And you look at the mask that this woman is wearing. If you can see that picture close enough. Let me see if I can bring it a little bit tighter. Yeah, you could see it. You could still see it on the left-hand side. It's wide open. on the left. I mean, her air, her breath is escaping on the side. There, yeah, you could see it now. That's, that's not a foolproof method if you're saying you're going to prevent her from breathing on somebody and causing someone else to get infected. Now, granted, we've talked about exosomes or virus, viral particles, proteins, et cetera, way smaller than the mesh that looks small in a n95 mask it's not small enough to stop viral transmission through it if you believe in viral transmission and you would think that dude okay they saw 140 people clients and breathing on them at least out the side of the mask and nobody got infected that at some point somebody would raise a question or two hmm i wonder if our fear of infectivity was exaggerated, or transmissibility was exaggerated. Or, as we talk about mortality in the era of a phony pandemic. Yeah, I'm calling it that now. Uh, At the risk of being censored and banned, it is clear to me that if we just take Ireland, okay, I'm waiting for other countries to present their data, but if Ireland has 200 fewer deaths in April of 2020 than it had in April of 2018. What is going on? Can anybody, any epidemiologist, want to explain that away and go, well, it's the reverse COVID-19 infection. It's still a pandemic, but in Ireland, it worked backwards. Fewer people died. So we should be now welcoming COVID-19 to the party. Come on in, everybody. You are going to be well. You're, you're, we're going to fewer deaths if we at all get exposed to this thing. I mean what's your conclusion where do you go with this information i, I know it's inconvenient for the uh the liars in the medical pharmaceutical conflicted mainstream media i know it's difficult for the liars like anthony fauci and burks and bill gates members of our bureaucratic oligarchy and our government that has said this is going to be a disaster cuomo governors of california maybe Minnesota, others where the uh, Democrat governors like in uh, Michigan. It's the end of the world as we know it, unless we have a permanent state of lockdown until a vaccine shows up. Contact tracing needs to be initiated. Everybody should wear masks. Nobody should hug. Nobody should shake hands. How many days have we been subjected to this fear port to dehumanize one another, to now begin to look each other as enemies and of course we see the the wholesale breakdown in civility in certain democrat strongholds that's just what it is right now i'm not saying every democrat is doing this but where it's controlled by democrats it is largely a disaster zone largely okay maybe small country enclaves different than big cities living on top of one another concrete jungles etc unhealthy as it is to live that way now it's become manifest in the era of be afraid be very afraid of everybody and everything nobody should breathe and now it's manifesting as wow one person dies tragic death and we now have to pull down statues acknowledging history that some people don't like only then changing what nothing except that you are now more likely to be doomed to repeat the very thing that you don't want or don't like, or maybe it's because you want to engage in the reverse of it, whether it be racism or other things or slavery or other things. But we are all economically enslaved to a federal reserve system that's tied into the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund that cares not for your genetic history, pigmentation. They are equal opportunity enslavers. Bill Gates, equal opportunity vaccinators. They'll go to Africa and decimate that continent. And in some places they have. They'll come to America and decimate those who are most vulnerable. And who do they say they want to get first? Black people. Let's target the inner cities, the poor folks that don't know better. That's just the elitist attitude. You want to talk about institutionalized racism. It's not with the people who are questioning the party line, who are questioning vaccines or even the COVID-19 narrative. These are the people warning everybody, black, white, red, yellow, don't, don't fall for it. They're coming after you. They're going to weaken you, destroy you, maybe even kill you. And as we see at Elmer's Hospital, that should be national headline news. Every 24-hour network should be doing coverage of, did you see what happened at this hospital? They were turning COVID negative patients into positive patients without any testing to validate it, other than the validations that they claim of those tests showing that they didn't have it. And because of the economic conflicts of interest, hey, if you diagnose some COVID, you you get a bunch of money. Even better, triple that amount of money will come to you if you put them on a ventilator. Just medicate them so they don't fight you. And who was it that they targeted? Black people, brown people, anybody that trusts the medical system, the hospital system, that doesn't ask questions, that watch MSNBC, CNN. Maybe some Fox, too. There was fear porn on Fox. Although I got to give props to Tucker Carlson, uh, I'm at least covering this and I think interviewing the, uh, the the whistleblower, Super Don, let me bring you back into the mix here if I, if you don't mind. Uh, I know you're doing producer role stuff, and I know we're going to take a break in just a moment here, bottom of the hour, bottom of the first hour here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. But
2: I'm sorry, I, what did you what did you need me to do?
3: Well, I, w- I just want to bring you into the discussion momentarily because mm, we me. haven't really okay. yes we haven't really right. talked, and we're going to go we're going to take a break in a moment. But mm-hmm. we haven't really talked extensively about the whistleblower, if we can call her that, the nurse. She's a, a, a soldier, a military veteran, I think of Iraqi. Uh, Erin
2: Marie. Yes. Um,
3: yeah. I don't remember her name. I apologize. But we haven't I, you know. invited I don't know if she was she on Del Bigtree's high wire already. I know she was on Tucker Carlson last night. I didn't get to see it. But this, to me, is the biggest news of the biggest news of admissions of what we've been talking about. Iatrogenic deaths, death by doctor Mm -hmm. in these hospital settings, not based on any scientific validation. In fact, opposing it, their own belief in their tests. And they go, oh, double negative, make it a positive and put them on a ventilator. And then they're dead. They didn't have to die. They weren't going to die. And they were killed. This is murder. And this is what is happening within not only Elmer's Hospital, but you can be sure, as we've heard reports of similar circumstances in other hospital settings, where the medical profession mad with monopoly, behaving as if they are Nazi doctors and scientists experimenting on people to prove their what? What is their point to prove? Hey, yes, we're telling you this is a big, big baddie. You better be afraid. Look at all the people dying. Well, in Ireland, apparently fewer people have died. Super Don, am I convincing you at all that <laughs> this is not only a scam, a great exaggeration, but may, in fact, be an enti- a complete scam based on what uh, we're it's, learning?
2: It's certainly possible. Absolutely. Um, you know, try, trying to come at this from what I would be I would consider an objective uh, standpoint mm-hmm. um, on, on a small scale. Yes. It You look at the situation and you go how is it that in Ireland this is not happening like it is all over the world, right? Um, maybe it's all the beer, maybe, or or something to do with the color green uh, rejects uh, coronavirus, I don't know. Um, you're
3: reaching, you know that.
2: <laughs> I am, I am. I mean, you're talking about, the, there was a study that you referred back to about the also the other one about the 400 people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so,
3: yeah. If this thing is study, pandemic infectivity, it makes no sense. Even the little one with two people positive that are hairdressers, look at but the then mask. You've got,
2: and, and the thing is, Robert, you know, it's like for me, I, I look at it and, and I, I agree with you on, on, on what it is that you're saying. You've mm-hmm. also got people that are falling over dead. And and it's like it's hard to, to take all of those those things that are happening to go. We know the answer to all of those things. It's certainly, there's so many unanswered questions and things that don't make sense at this point.
3: How, the patterns uh, have emerged, have they not? They
2: are. And as time right. goes on, we're seeing that, right? Oh. And it's confirming a lot of the things that we've been saying and the things that you've been saying. Mm-hmm. Um For me, my concern at this point Mm -hmm. is we're starting to see stories like we we covered yesterday. Yeah. Where it's like, here's the second wave. Second wave is starting. Look, there's some people that are dying in Texas. There's some people that have died in Colorado. Uh, Here comes the second wave. Right as we get into summer and everybody is sick and tired of of the quarantine and Mm -hmm. they're tired of being at home. Yeah. And I think a number of people are joining protests just because it's something to do. And yeah. so I am I'm really concerned that they are going to try and put a lockdown on us again. Yeah.
3: Erin uh, Olsluski. Yes. That's Is that Aaron Polish? Marie. We should ask Ula if that's a Polish name. That's,
2: that's Aaron Marie. She had a really good interview uh, just recently. But
3: but apparently she was on the high wire. I didn't get to see it yesterday. We've been so busy behind okay. the scenes, just struggling to be able to broadcast to you because of the uh, uh, software difficulties we've had this week. Uh, So here we are uh, with our backup plan. Hopefully you you guys are. And you know what? I just came out
2: with the beer concept, right? Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm, with with Ireland. Yes. And Matthew in the chat room says it's true that Guinness is tastier than Corona.
3: But yes, Guinness was reportedly made with fish bladders, so maybe fish bladders are protected. Well, and corona.
2: Guinness, listen, I—I I, it's been a while since I've had even had a beer. I used to drink a whole lot of more beer than I do. We now. we
3: both enjoyed a beer. I have like maybe
2: hatch. like two or three a year now. But and uh, when I
3: have one, it's like this much in the bottom of a cup because anymore, I'd be buzzing. And I—I I I never was
2: it. a fan of Corona beer. Really, mm-hmm. it was kind of a fad thing. I think. Mm-hmm. Guinness, I kind of liked, but they uh, they use a, a fair amount of uh,
3: high-fructose corn syrup. In, in Guinness, you know, too?
2: In Guinness beer, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't
3: know if it's converted into alcohol. That's typically what happens. But if they're using genetically modified, listed highly,
2: ingredient, yeah, yeah.
3: highly effed up corn syrup, as we call it, uh, then, yeah, that could be problematic, of course. We don't want to support genetically engineered ingredients in beer or anything. Uh, let's see. What else we got going on here? <laughs>
2: hard to be super skeptical. The disease is real. The scope and deadliness is definitely not. And, you know, I appreciate that standpoint.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Who said that?
2: That was uh, Crystal in the chat room. Okay. And it's like, it's hard not to be super skeptical. You're right. Mm -hmm. And listen, everybody in this chat room, anybody that watches the show, anybody who's a fan of the show, you know... We're skeptical, we just are, okay? And it's not because we just sit around and go, you know what, I wanna argue and disagree with people. No, we're skeptical because there's a reason to be skeptical. There's a history. Just in the 15 years that I've been working on this show, it's blown my mind. It blew my mind when I first started working on this show because of the stuff that Robert was saying about it happening in the past. And when I started looking at that, and I have lived through this now for the last 15 years, and there is just nothing—just BS and crap, and, and corruption and lies and and you know just uh, it just it's it, and it's, it's hiding in plain sight, you know. I mean, you don't no. even have to dig for this stuff. So to it, yeah, so, so how to can say
3: you not the, have something like this come up. To, so to say the disease is real. We uh, we have to define our terms, though, don't we? People I mean, are
2: dying. Look, yeah. people are dying. But yeah. if we
3: argue, like wait, in the case wait, of wait, Elmhurst, wait. the the nurse that witnessed it. Yeah. I know that she's going to be attacked by mainstream doctors because they're, they're battling for their own monopoly. And as, as more people learn about the danger of doctors, the danger of hospitals and medicine, etc., they're going to lose grip on that monopoly because people are just going to get you on know, start hashtag walk away from medicine. We've talked about ending the medical monopoly for many years here. But to say the disease is real, define your terms. If they say COVID-19 is a disease, show me where anybody has died from it because of something COVID-19 virus did as opposed to dying with it based on tests like PCR or in the aftermath antibodies that, as we talked about with Michelle uh, yesterday, certified nurse, licensed nurse, allopathically trained as well. The tests are crap. And I'm I'm saying that and it's, it's giving crap a bad name, (laughs) you know, they're just not validated for the purposes so when you say the disease is real superdon says well people are dying yes but what are they dying from and i argue could be nosocomial infections right could be iatrogenic causes from other drugs could be the intubation and the uh, the ventilators otherwise the people that had not tested positive with crappy tests for covid are then deemed covid positive because Profitability—we're going to go out of business if we don't put more people in that diagnostic category. Look, they said we got automatic money—nine grand, twenty-seven grand, whatever it is. If we get them on a ventilator, it's even better. And four out of five of them never come off. So, with that, let's take a, a pause here. Uh, superon can you can you get ready? I don't want to do. Let's do the Trinity one in hour two—a Trinity support uh, discussion. Uh, and uh, this hour, can we play the key technologies? More and more people are needing to know about this. Uh, and more people are getting it finally. And I know that they're, they're struggling to keep up with demand, but my goodness, don't wait because you'll, there'll be a line that's going to be growing. If you don't understand the dangers of fifth generation EMF, uh, technologies and what it's doing to you, get the key technology. Are you ready? Can you, can you play some audio there in this one? All right.
0: Sure. Just for you.
3: Thank you. Letter rip synergy slash RSB. Get you your best deal.
0: Today, we live in an omnipresent cloud of charged particles emitted by electronic devices, electromagnetic fields, WLAN, and radio waves. These particles penetrate our bodies and heat the water in our body tissues. Recent scientific studies have shown that this particle flux not only heats the cells in our bodies as if we were in a microwave oven, but damages them as well. At Key Technologies, we want to protect you from the negative effects of such particles, so we have developed the Key Home Cell and other products. The key home cell creates a protective field that works like a filter, intercepting any dangerous particles before they can enter your body. Here we have a partial look at the inner workings of the key home cell. The key home cell generates a charge exchange between the water tubes, thereby discharging free electrons and releasing them into the room. Within 24 hours, the key home cell creates a torus field. The free electrons formed in the torus use their negative charge to bind to the positively charged harmful particles, thereby rendering them harmless to you. The torus field has an effective range of 16.4 feet above and below, and 24.6 feet around the device. The torus field created by the key home cell is transmitted and provides you with protection through the walls of your home. Not only humans and animals are shielded from harmful radiation, but plants and food too whether mobile radio waves or wlan any particles that come within the torus field can no longer cause any harm to you or your family the key home cell provides you with all-around protection allowing you to communicate with absolute peace of mind when using your cell phone or any other electronic devices the key home cells free electrons are transmitted into the water through the torus field and repairing the water structure that was destroyed by radiation particles water regains its ideal vibrating hexagonal grid structure the difference is easy to taste and can be proven with laboratory testing this type of perfect hexagonal water structure is found in fresh spring and healing water and has also been seen in snowflakes the same effect happens with our food which also contains water The Key Home Cell greatly reduces radiation exposure from cell phones, laptops, WLAN transmitters, mobile terminals, and other sources of radiation. The Key Home Cell drastically reduces the thermal stress on your body tissue. It is very fast and very easy. With the Key Home Cell, you will experience a new quality of well-being within your home and more life energy without any unhealthy exposure to radiation.
3: That's the key technology, y'all. This is the key shield. I travel with it, and there's the key home cell. There's key max for larger homes. And uh, try it out. uh, On top of it, it has been double-blind placebo-tested in the presence of 5G. In fact, where they invented, apparently, 5G, where it's been first implemented in in Germany many years ago. Uh, So uh, very good, reasonable options. And, yes, the investment is worthwhile, in my humble opinion. Uh, So if you click the link over at robertscabell.com, you'll find it there, Super D. Um, Indeed. I liked uh, James's uh, comment. I just noticed. I'm highly skeptical over the existence of alcohol free beer. There's literally zero proof. That's cute. Literally. So, but apparently, it has like grape juice, like less than half a percent of alcohol. (laughs) And for years, that's kind of like been my guilty pleasure because I'll be honest, I like the taste of beer. I grew up half a percent.
2: Is that what how much is in alcohol? I think it's
3: like it has to be less than half a percent like grape juice or something to be considered alcohol free but uh the the you know I I pretty much stopped drinking the alcohol free beer or the fake beer whatever people call it no alcohol beer non alcoholic brew or my uh my uh, nephews used to call it non alcoholic brew when my grand my my dad their grandpa was talking about non alcoholic brew they'd say You're right it is yeah. according
2: to what i just saw here non alcoholic yeah. beer can not contain up to 0.5% yeah
3: just like grape juice Interesting. Uh, or kombucha yeah. apparently yeah uh, but i stopped pretty much stopped drinking it because I'm not. I want an organic quality, non-alcoholic brew. Now, some of you have found it. It's hard you, to find. But some people who have found it have not done the courtesy of shipping me a six pack or a twelve pack of that. Uh-huh. Uh, I would drink it. I would happily receive the gift of non-alcoholic, organic quality, uh, pretend beer because I, I like. Will, I I, like will, I
2: will be honest
0: with you, mm-hmm. Robert.
2: There was one year you were talking about this, and I, I was, I attempted find some. I was going to send it to you for Christmas.
0: And, You're such uh, a nice guy.
3: You're so nice. But, yeah, I yeah. couldn't do it. You couldn't do it?
2: I couldn't do it. I, I did find, mm-hmm. I think I did find one, mm-hmm. but there was no way to ship it because it's alcohol. They wouldn't let you. That's still but considered it, alcohol, it can so still they, consider... they wouldn't let you ship it, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, it's very difficult to find an alcoholic-free organic beer. So I mean, we could put that as a challenge, right?
3: Yeah, who, who can find Robert Scott Bell? I don't ask for much, do I? I don't no. ask for much. Yeah. A non-alcoholic organic quality brew, so to speak, right? I don't want to talk a root beer. I'm talking like they would normally make beer out of this stuff, but it's not beer. It's not going to get me drunk. I don't want to get drunk. I'm not interested in that, uh, but I do like the taste and it's nice on a hot summer day. Refreshing. Okay. My guilty pleasure. You got it. You got some now, I, you know, interestingly enough, Super D, I just want to relate this in terms of fitness stuff because I, I, I love to do workouts. I do. Some people hate it. I like it. It makes me feel good. And I'll even get that endorphin high. You've heard about that. The runner's high. Mm-hmm. I'm not a runner. Absolutely. It's but a real thing. when you get that intense level and you'll be like, oh man, I don't know what that is. That morphine. What is going on here? Uh, and, and, you know, not every time. And it's not like I'm addicted, but I like, even if I don't get that, if I'm sore and I know I've done a good workout and that's the kind of sore, it's a good kind of sore. And uh, you look at me. I'm not the picture of rotundness. Is that a word, rotundness? <laughs> um, but I have love little love handles. I teach my wife to use. Like, those are not love handles. They're so like, you can hardly pinch them. But in the, in the last couple of weeks since I've gotten into the intensity, I'm like, dude, those things have gone away. So they talk about in men burning the brown fat or something around the, the midsection that can happen. Mm-hmm. Granted, it's minimal in me. This is not about I don't want anybody to feel guilty about what everybody's got a different body type and puts on weight or lose weight or ha- you know, has hard time to do either or. I tend to be, it's hard for me to put on weight, but I want to put on muscle weight. And in this case with the workouts, I've, I've actually lost the little fat that I've had, I have again. And so I'm not going to survive long in a zombie apocalypse, although I might not look appetizing, I don't have a lot stored on me. So I better be prepared if that, if that comes to this area, I don't think it will anytime soon, but I'm just saying there's an advantage for those that have a little extra, they can pull out if they have enough chromium in their system, the stored energy in their body, so you'll survive a lot longer ultimately. So be happy about that at least. Find something to be happy about and be happy about it. <laughs> All right, with that, do we have a question of the day today? Super D, first question of the day? <clears throat> we do. We have one or two things here. Ah, you got it there. Let me see. Uh, can you read it to me because it's hard for me to uh, to see it?
2: Uh, let me see because I've been experimenting here a little bit here. So if okay. I did this...
3: Okay. What happens if I go to that? that? Yeah. Yeah. People can see that better. I can almost see it.
2: So now,
3: so if you don't, well, look at that. You got it. What does it say? All right. Now I can read it. If you want me to hi, Robert, following up on my question on May 15th as your question of the day in regards to my severe gut issues and constipation. I, this is from Mark. I am the one who has spent $400,000 on functional and regular MDs. So, (laughs) Have we dubbed Mark the four hundred thousand dollar man? That's what we're calling him. I right think now.
2: that's appropriate.
3: Yeah. Um, do you ha- have a specific? See, you know the thing is, I- I- I'm torn about this. I want to help Mark, and I'm not. I- we're gonna. But you spent four hundred k before you got to me. I'm like, dude, are you a Patreon? If if, if you're not at the highest level, I don't know. You you four hundred k. Okay, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing, Mark. I'm just teasing about this. I want you to know I want to help you. And he asked, Do you have a specific multivitamin mineral supplement you recommend? Yes. Yes. And, and, and I, I think, in terms of gut recovery, it's the cangest tea, the powder that you turn into a tea by taking a level teaspoon of cangest from Alta Health Products. You get it from Jonathan at choosetobehealthy.com. And Super Don, you know, eventually if you can open a window, not the second, but we'll, we'll show visually what Mark, what that looks like. And you take a level teaspoon, activate it in warm water and drink that warm water down three, maybe even four times a day based on your history. Could be eight weeks. I target eight weeks of consistency here in addition to where he goes next. Mark goes, do, I, do you suggest I use the specific amount of Argentin 23 with the one ounce of sovereign silver and one ounce of aloe? No, you use either Argentin 23 or sovereign silver. You don't have to use both. Whatever you have, use it. Okay? What do you suggest? I, where do you suggest, who, or who do you suggest I get the L-glutamine from? Well, the L-glutamine is a common used supplement, an amino acid for repair of the lining. I don't know that you necessarily need it based on the protocols that I've used, but if you want to use L-glutamine, It's pretty much the same thing. Just make sure there's no genetically engineered ingredients in it. And you're good to go. L-glutamine is amino acid. Essential fatty acids we've used over the years. Nordic naturals, um, you know, cleaner, non-rancid oils, if you will, would be helpful. And let's see. Lastly, do you have a recommendation for enzymes and a company to purchase from? mark no i mean i'm not an enzyme aficionado we utilize enzymes from various different companies as an adjunct ideally when you're in optimal health you don't need external enzymes if the food is alive not so de- destroyed by cooking but to use enzymes is not the worst thing in the world i think the correction over time with the silver aloe protocol the um uh, the can just you'll bring your intestinal tract, your stomach back online, your liver, your gallbladder, all of those things will begin to function better as long as you don't put the glyphosate contaminated
0: foods back in.
3: Okay. So that's Mark. And that will bill you, how about 10% of 400, 400K? Should we bill them 40K for that? <laughs> wow. wow. But that 100%. would do wonders that's for our budget like there, a Super D.
2: Finder's fee or something.
3: Yeah. All right. This is from, well, did we ever figure out, I apologize, Pina or Pina? I think it was Pina, P I N A. Uh, Hi, Robert. For a few weeks, I've been experiencing bouts of stool with undigested food particle, particularly in the mornings, followed by fatigue that lasts for a few hours. I'm going to try the silver aloe protocol in conjunction with Dr. Zach Bush's Restore product. Excellent. Would you still recommend pre- and probiotic replenishment? You know, for me, pre- and probiotics are less and less important the more I really understand the ability to rebound from within. If we can just restore integrity to the gastrointestinal lining, and if I didn't mention that, one of the adjuncts that is was added into the book, "Unlock the Power to Heal" on that gut recovery protocol is the CBD from hemp that we get from Plus CBD Oil, PlusCBDOil.com. You get a discount first-time buyers RSB thirty. I think they have an ongoing discount of RSB fifteen still. Uh, we'll check that out with Stuart Tomp coming up shortly. Uh, let's see, recommend a pre. So yeah, if you want to do it, but it's less important to me over time because I found that we can reestablish the intestinal integrity by restoring the home for the microbiome. The body has an amazing ability to rebound and the intestinal tract can replenish itself, but it's fine if you want to do pre and probiotics, but I'm becoming less and less concerned whether you do that. I'm just saying my experience has shifted over the years to explain that your show has been a life changer. Pina says for our family. P.S. Can I use aloe gel? that I've extracted myself from fresh aloe leaves. Yes, yes, you can. In fact, if you go to Aloe1, A-L-O-E-1.com, that'll take you to Dr. Michael Haley's site. They actually have videos on their YouTube channel about how you can prepare your own aloe leaves if you grow your own and and use it. That's the, that's the best thing. If you've got good quality aloe, you can harvest it yourself and prepare it. If not, then the next best thing is my friends at Aloe1, A-L-O-E-1.com. And that's in the book as well and linked up in the show notes. So thank you, warm and sincere. Thanks, Pina. Um, do you want to show them the can just? Do you have that that uh, file open to show visually that can just product from Alta Health Products They're um, out of I'd, Idaho?
2: I'd have to navigate to it real quick. Here. Okay, no worries. If, so, if you can't, I'm not. Well, let me get to the right page and we'll open it back I'll up. I'll get you to do that. we'll zoom back out. So we're not. Yeah.
3: Let me talk it through as you do that. No problem. Carry on. Um, I wanted to cover one more story. I think we've got this hour, and we don't have a lot of time to do it as we get into CBD. Uh, we talked about the two Missouri hairstylists. Let's see. We talked about the Hasidic children. You know, the story
2: that we've got left is the one talking about the polarization uh, politically that's okay. going on in the country. I'm thinking we could probably save that.
3: Okay. That's that fine. is
2: definitely something that we could, uh, we could commentate. About quite a bit, yeah. Uh, so maybe we'll save that maybe for Monday's show. So okay, we can just here.
3: Oh, there you go. Thank you. Yeah. So this is a product made in Idaho. I don't make anything off of these products. I don't sell anything on my show. Love for you to buy my book that I wrote with Ty Bollinger, but I don't have products to sell. And uh, if you go there to that product, uh, you can get it from ChooseToBeHealthy dot com. RSB five gets you a little discount. Jonathan from Choose To Be Healthy there eight six 866- six. Four two four ten seventy seven, 1077. And it's a powdered, uh, formula. It's generations old. It's, it's just amazing stuff. And you just mix it in warm water, activate it. And that's amazing for liver, gallbladder, small intestine, large intestine, stomach, esophageal. I mean, it's just an amazing all around tonic for recovery of intestinal integrity that along with the silver aloe protocol, That along with, if you want to do Zach Bush's Restore, I think he calls it something else now. All of these things can do what? God bless the doctors in all of their intelligence and degrees. Their answer is antibiotics and prednisone and surgery. That's the allopathic standard of care. That's not me bashing on doctors. That's me acknowledging you talk to any gastroenterologist or a gastroenterological surgeon, and they will acknowledge what I've said. I'm not exaggerating even a little. If you want to go down that road, I'm not going to stand in your way, but I know most people don't. And if they figure there's a pathway out, even if their doctors don't know it, nowadays they want to take it. And we're just trying to get you the information so you will. And remember, again, CBD plays a vital role in reduction of certain inflammatory cascades and gut health, gut-brain connection, stress management. And we're going to talk with Stuart Tomk about that because we do have another question of the day related to the current situation of heightened anxiety. And some people are even describing it as a PTSD manifestation. It's like we're all in a state of sort of shell shock, being locked down, coming out the yo-yo of it's deadly. It's not deadly. It transmits easily. It doesn't transmit at all. It's real. It's fake. And it's a level of confusion at the World Health Organization. It's like, oh, my gosh, wear a mask. No, don't wear a mask. Asymptomatic carriers, deadly. Don't go out. Asymptomatic carriers, no evidence of transmission at all. What? What is it? No, it's too complicated. Just remain in a state of confusion and we'll tell you when it's safe to come outside. How do you live that way? There's no evidence that there's a danger for kids at all and young adults even. If, If you're basically healthy, there's no issue. And now we find more and more out about from within the medical establishment, doctors and nurses speaking out that they're not even relying on the tests that they claim are so important. If they're double negative, they say it's positive because there's money involved. And it's even more money, triple that amount of money. If we can get them on a ventilator. And this is what we're learning, that many of these deaths, maybe one day, if you went went to a hospital, 100% of those deaths will be reclassified as iatrogenic or nosocomial hospital acquired infections. But even beyond that, iatrogenic. In other words, what the doctors did to intervene, whether it be medication, or whether it be the food that they try and feed you, a little bit of Jello with artificial sweeteners and colors, yeah, that's good for you. And then on top of that, the drugs and then the ventilators. Four out of five people go on a ventilator, they don't come off. This is, a, this is not a new thing, certainly not to the Robert Cabell Show, and if we argue within the medical-reviewed, peer-reviewed medical literature in major research institutions that have been found finding this and then published in major medical journals— I'm just reporting to you what they acknowledge in terms of the danger of medicine, modern medicine, medical doctors, drugs, iatrogenicide, iatrogenic causes of death. And what have we talked about here? Oh, my gosh, so dangerous. Take a little bit, of 100% whole food selenium. Take some safe uh, uh, forms of bioactive silver hydrosol. We talked about zinc in whole food forms. We talked about keeping your liver strong. There's so much that you can do that we have done here and that we have related to you to give you the best of our experience, nothing that would hurt you or harm you. And yes, it goes against certain doctor's orders, but I'm not contravening. If you have a doctor that says do this, that's up to you and him or her, but to give you information so that you can make more fully informed decisions about what path you're going to take. And how is it healthy? How is it healthy to live in a permanent state of fear? As Dr. Professor Bruce Lipton talked about, we were together with him again at the Advanced Medicine Conference a few weeks back in, in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina with Dr. Rattar. When you were in fight-or-flight mode, when you are in a constant state of heightened alert and, and urgency and fear, your immune system shuts down. And so I'm going to argue right now, once again, before we go to break, and then we'll bring Stuart Tompkin to it in a moment, I'm going to argue that the second wave that they're predicting could happen, not because of COVID-19, but because we have shut down the immune system of the population by, by forcing them in a way to live in fear, in anxiety, in angst, and in anger now bubbling out after lockdowns. And it takes a group of young Hasidic children in Brooklyn to point out the absurdity of like, you can't go to summer camp because you might be in danger, but if you protest not being able to go to summer camp, we're not going to do anything about it. Hypocrisy, that's an understatement. Just saying. Let me bring Stuart Tompkins just for a real quick second to say hi to everybody, and he's going to preview what we're going to do in hour two. Uh, surprise! Stuart Tompkins back from CB Sciences plus CBD oil. How are you, my brother?
4: I've uh, Man, I've never had a bad day in my life. Everything always works out for me, Robert.
3: I love you. You know that. You're such a good friend, and you're like family to me. And I just want you to, if you do a sneak preview, we're going to take a break at the top of the hour. Because of our backup software, We can't, you and I can't talk behind the scenes to plan it. We already know kind of where we're going. But if you would reveal a few things that you want to reveal in our two sneak preview, then we'll take a quick break.
4: Yeah, a couple of things. I want to comment a little bit on what Robert said about the prebiotics and probiotics. I agree. I think it's more about the postbiotics and restoring integrity. So I think that was a brilliant comment. Someone had asked that we do a deep dive. Uh, Super Don forwarded to me a question. Someone looking for a deep dive on PTSD Mm -hmm. and hacks, tricks, news that you can use. We have a lot of experience here with PTSD, with the eicosanoid and inflammatory signaling cascade, brain inflammation, neuroinflammation. So we'll give you news that you can use. And then a few other things. Our randomized control trial was published. Our safety data was published. And then a paper that I found that ties in everything we've ever learned about omega-6 and neuroinflammation and why we need omega-3. So a lot to come
3: all right so super don get ready we're going to take a break for a few minutes at the top of the hour uh anybody needs to take a potty break this is your chance because get your thinking caps on Stuart top's going to reveal a whole lot of good stuff you're going to learn a lot before the weekend hits and then you can relax and chill and enjoy it and not live in fear because you're going to have your cbd and, and you'll know why you want it after this all right super don kick it into gear we'll be back in just a couple of minutes
0: the Robert, Scott, the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show.
1: I listen to get accurate, up-to-date information. I've learned so much from him. It is awesome. It's the best entertainment that I've found. You lost the health world. Keep it up. I love you.
2: Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty, here's Robert Scott Bell. <laughs>
3: Links are up in the show notes at robertscatbell.com. Hour two commences now, and then we head into the weekend. Heads up again, we got our good buddy, investigative journalist, John Rappaport, scheduled. And our discussions have gone places that no other broadcast media outlet are able to go. And I just, uh, you go back and listen to the archives. They're available in so many places, audio and video uh, formats. And thanks to Super Don, yesterday's uh, YouTube, which they uh, temporarily basically banned or uh, censored, uh, Super Don strikes back, and thanks to Super Don, the <laughs> YouTube version of the Robert Scott special yesterday is back up and running with Jonathan <laughs> Emord and all that we covered with Michelle uh, Cotterman, uh, registered or let's say uh, licensed uh, nurse, allopathically trained but also holistically integrated. So uh, it was a great show yesterday, and I'm very excited to, uh, to you know this hour where we're going to go. Any announcements before we bring Stewart back into the mix?
2: No, I don't think so. We're glad to have that YouTube video back up. And it was it was a bizarre thing because when they take your video down, they send you this notice and they go, you violated something. And mm-hmm. it's like, well how, I,
3: what, you know, well, how do you know what you did? And
2: We're going to allow you to review the video to decide whether you want to file an appeal.
3: Apparently a robot...
2: So I it, wrote back and yeah. I said, I don't know how to appeal this because you haven't told me what it was <laughs> that I supposedly did right. that violated your community standards. Mm-hmm. And I sent that and then they brought it back up, I don't know, a few hours later. So,
3: yeah. Whatever. By the way, I think a robot found me funny looking and said, don't let anybody watch this one. But, hey, we're back. And so is Stuart Tomp. Stuart, before we get into it, I just want to let you know, I've, you know, sp- been hitting the the workout gyms. I've been doing boxing and now I'm integrating my lower body and doing kickboxing, which I've never done before. I'm not really liking that part of it, but (laughs) I'm getting super fit again. And I know you have a history of fitness yourself. How how are you doing there?
4: You know, I'm really, I'm doing better than ever. I'm very blessed that uh, I had the opportunity to come to work every single day. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people didn't, you know, we are an essential business. We're a pharmaceutical company, life science company, and we've got this long parking lot here. And I can take breaks and we just walk up and down every day, just walk back and forth through these parking lots. Mm -hmm. So I'm, yes, I've been very, very blessed that I've had a chance to be able to move around because that dovetails into the question that we got. Mm -hmm. If we don't move around, we're not going to have the neurogenesis, the synaptogenesis, making new brain cells Mm -hmm. so that we can help make new connections to start to forget and create new important memories moving forward. So yes, brain-derived nootropic factor, moving around if you're depressed, Mm -hmm. exercise, moving, I mean, it's probably the fastest treatment we have on earth. So
3: Super Don, if you don't mind, if you can bring up the question of the day that we'll start the hour with, with Stuart, it was so appropriate that this came in yesterday. And I'm glad we were able to hold it over because it's, Mm -hmm. it's very relevant to what we're going on uh, through. Now, normally when we think of the focus of this question, we think of people that have been through major league traumas, whether they're soldiers or anything on the battlefield. I (laughs) I see it there. Uh, and, And yet, doesn't it feel like the whole country, maybe the whole planet has been a, li- a bit through a battlefield and is not sure if, whether it's safe to come out? And we can't live like that in a permanently uh, because, it, as I talk about, immune function is gone and other things uh, can't happen properly. But just the emotional toll, much less the physical toll. So, uh, Super D, if you can see it, could you, would you mind reading that question of the day for us? And then Stuart will help us answer it.
2: Okay, Uh, this is coming from KBD, which is, I think, so convenient that we're talking about CBD with KBD. Mm -hmm. Uh, It says, Hi, Robert. I was wondering if you'd be willing to do a segment for those of us who have gone down the rabbit hole, more specifically how to treat depression, anxiety, and overwhelm, etc., homeopathically. I've never been on meds, but with all the stuff going on, including planetary combinations last seen hundreds of years ago, I can see why many are going that direction. Contemplations are even difficult at this time. It would be great to have a better understanding of healthy options for keeping emotions and mental cray-cray in balance during crises. I know that once we, any of us feeling this way, can get over the shock, fear, and other sensations, balance can come again. But in the meantime, it is quite intense. I'm sure many people would benefit from some practical advice. Thanks so much. And then he puts, P.S. The more I think about it, I think it's the shock. Shock is hard to clear. When we stay in a long-term state of shock, all the other not-so-good emotions explode. It's like being fear, the fight or flight for too long. Right. What is the damage done by staying in shock? PTSD. PTSD. And those who only go on meds and doing better than the ones who commit suicide. Apparently, psych meds and suicides on an all-time rise these days. You may have already done a segment on this. If so, do you know what show it was? Thanks again, KBD.
3: Wow. I mean, that's a comprehensive uh, question and even analysis, I think, Stuart, uh, in terms of the concerns that we all share. Uh, and I appreciate, Super D, that you re- read that for everybody. You know, homeopathically, I've talked about different remedies that address emotional uh, issues. Fear uh, is often gelsemium, which is the yellow jasmine in a homeopathic form. When we deal with anger, uh, extreme anger, we deal with stramonium, a homeopathic remedy called stramonium. When we deal with uh, uh, frustration, funny enough, it's silver nitrate, argentum nitricum is the homeopathic remedy. And if we fall into a state of deep depression or sadness, sepia, the inky juice of the cuttlefish, uh, is a homeopathic remedy. Now, those are still can be utilized with or without allopathic interventions, as I think to some degree CBD from hemp can be. And I want to get some sense of the studies because you you delve heavily into the science, Stuart, in working with uh, cannabinoids and the different terpenes, the whole plant, the symphonic beauty of the plant and what it can do for us. And uh, I would just say, let's open it up to your insights, Stuart. What have you read? What have you learned? What have you seen?
4: Well, first of all, I want to thank the person for taking the time to ask that question. We have been trying to answer that question with videos at YouTube. So check out CV Sciences, YouTube CV Sciences. And we've tried to take some of our favorite concepts and condense them into easier to digest video. It's hard to do, very hard to do. But what you said about the shock and about the post-traumatic stress disorder, and Robert, what you said earlier about a collective psychic pressure that we all seem to be dealing with, I just want to first thank you for taking the time to write the question. Me too. It's the central reason that I've remained in the dietary supplement industry for my own health and my own well-being. And it's the main reason that I took the job here at CV Sciences after eating my first little dollop of hemp extract back in 2013 that helped me slow down this thing up here. So when you say the cray cray or the nonstop brain activity, Robert and I are super close friends. He knows, you know, the resentiment. I think as um, um, it was called by uh, the, the French philosophers, the resentiment, the circular insanity. Da, 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 and we've since learned that not only are you not alone, not only do a lot of people suffer with that, but but that may be more modifiable with diet and lifestyle, that may be more influenceable with diet and lifestyle than perhaps we thought. So before we get into the details, do you like that generalization, Robert, that we may be able to influence that nonstop dot, 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 dot in the brain more than we ever thought we could?
3: Yeah, because in the era of modern science pharmacology, rather than acknowledging that what we eat what we drink if we sleep do we exercise even though it's acknowledged that it has an impact it's often kind of secondary to hey we got to get this drug treatment into these people and of course the risk is very real and known as well in terms of uh, suicidal and homicidal ideation and behaviors in addition to not addressing the underlying cause which was not caused by a lack of those drug molecules so as we begin to see science if I can call it evolved to look back at the botanical world and say, maybe there's medicine in plants. Maybe there's sustenance or supplements, uh, ingredients that, that can impact gut brain interaction. And we begin to understand them only recently with our discovery and discussion over the last number of years together of the endocannabinoid system. And, and so this is a, a perfect opportunity to say, maybe the, the cannabis plant, is our saving grace in terms of getting out of this mess that we're in right now with all of the anger, the angst, the anxiety, et cetera, that has kind of suppressed our ability to think clearly and critically about these issues. And instead, we're reacting emotionally in fight or flight where we don't make our best decisions and we can harm ourselves or others, even if we mean well in those states.
4: I mean, it's certainly a strange coincidence (laughs) that the accessibility to this plant is greater than it's ever been before. And so I think we can look at many of the plants and we can look at this connection between plants and the way that those plants influence our gut microbiome and the way that the plants that we eat influence the production of these postbiotics, these short chain fatty acids so that dovetails back into that comment you made before you brought me onto the show about the gut health that i wanted to comment on uh one of my mentors do you know the great ski shilton ski ski chilton phd do you know him robert i've got to get him on your show okay okay he was one of my heroes and a mentor to me at nordic naturals and he said this early on years ago you're going to love this he said stuart fiber because this is part of the answer, Don, for the question. Fiber is one of the most effective, least expensive dietary supplements on earth. And once people figure out the connection Mm -hmm. between the gut and the brain, and how dirt cheap fiber is, and fiber produces these short chain fatty acids, which you end up producing when you go into ketosis. And we learned that the ketogenic diet, was good for epileptics over a hundred years ago. What was that? Getting into that state of of ketosis actually changed the gut microbiome, which in turn influenced the hyperactive activity in the brain. Wow. So when Dr. Ski-Shilton was saying to me, Stuart, we've got to get more fiber to make more short chain fatty acids, to feed the xenobiotics. Um, What are you talking about? The psychobiotics, what are those? Those are the bugs that are in your gut that are making the neurotransmitters like serotonin and dopamine and so that you can respond favorably to things around you. So when you say that there's a gut feeling, that there's a second brain in the gut, we need fiber, boring fiber brand muffins. I just remember, you know what? I don't know about you, but I only recently started using fiber all the time. Were you always a regular fiber user?
3: Well, I, I remember back in the day when I was more pharmaceutically inclined and you remember the, the pharmaceutical products like the Metamucils of the world talking fiber. And, <laughs> right. and of course, the, ev- the evolution of realizing that, you know what? There are foods that have fiber in them. You don't even have to take e- if you just eat a lot more raw plant based vegetation. You are going to produce, you know, a fibrous interaction. And guess what? Oh, it absolutely. Won't? It interacts with the microbiome. And in many ways. Yeah, it's the food. It's, it's, it's food. And also, what does the microbiome do in response? It actually produces hydrogen in the presence of raw, organic, and soluble, and other fibers to get in there. And what are we? We are drinking echo water. our buddy, Paul, right. you know, the, the hydrogen. It's, it's because, you know, most people are not eating a plant-based food or more enough raw to produce the hydrogen that is a cell signal, signaling modulator, also a reducer of uh, various inflammation or, or oxidative uh, stressors in the body. So, yes, how would it impact? Because anything that impacts the gut positively impacts brain, neurological, emotional function, etc. And again, we come Oh, all the way around to the cannabis plant, the hemp plant and the. And I want to tie
4: it into that. I yeah. want to tie it into that. And I'll send this over to Don so he can put in the show notes. Mm-hmm. This this, the title in case you can't see this. This paper reads gut microbiota, short chain fatty acids and herbal medicines. How's that for specifically tying this together? And I think the reason that some of the plant medicine has worked over the years is because of its effect on the gut microbiota. Mm-hmm. And if we've had Miles Cyril, have we had young Miles on your show yet? A bunch of times,
3: but he's always welcome think- back. You know, Miles is so Okay, good I thought we had. Yeah, thought- yeah.
4: But has has he got, got, gone on and on about his favorite subject, the Ocker Monsus? Oh,
3: he's he brought back- it up, but <laughs> well, we, we, I still would have him back on, despite his obsession with that.
4: <laughs> okay, we- so anyway, what he's say? what he's made, he's making this observation. He's one of the few people that's made this, and he works here. That's CBD may work via the way it influences the gut bacteria and how that then communicates back to your brain. And he's not alone now, Ethan Rousseau and others, they've really been making this case. Now on this show, you've heard Robert and I talk about eating more omega-3 so that we can have more of the anti-inflammatory Hormone-like compounds Mm -hmm. to compete with the pro-inflammatory hormone-like compounds if you tie these things together we start looking at the Fibrous foods or dietary fibers some insoluble fiber that produces those powerful compounds that kill cancer cells in your gut We combine that with taking plus CBD or taking a look at the other herbal Medicines that have been out there that influence the gut microbiota that influence the production of these short chain fatty acids, which we have found are so critical, and the reason you're taking the probiotics in the first place, we're now tying together all of these things can help tamp down neural inflammation. So it's the neural inflammation that isn't resolving that may be at the root of the cray-cray that uh, the question comes in about what are basic things that you can do. We have to get – that's true.
3: (laughs) I got my plus CBD oil, you know. So So
4: you like how I always just avoid going directly for the pitch.
3: That's Uh, me, baby. I love this stuff. It saved my wife's life. And I'm grateful eternally to you as a friend, of course, and uh, what CB Sciences has been producing in terms of consistency and quality, which is important. So we know what we're getting each time we use it. And it's become a, a, a daily supplement for her sustenance. And, uh, you know, my kids have used it and I use it. But the reality is it was something we were completely devoid of much of our life as we were lied to about the plant and if we, were, if we were lied to about cannabinoids, oftentimes they weren't even discussed other than to kind of dismiss them. So it's a whole new world, a whole new era. And you know, for, the, for those of you who have these questions in the particular questioner today, uh, it's perfect timing to bring a deeper level of understanding of how yes. this can be a critical part of recovery and then optimal health maintenance as we move forward.
4: Okay, so there's more, there's more, please. For whoever asked the question, there are review articles at PubMed their review articles online this one is great it says CBD regulation of emotion and emotional memory processing how perfect is that super done for the question regulation of emotion and emotional memory processing relevance for treating anxiety related and substance abuse disorders so they put fear and substance abuse Robert in the exact same context fear and substance abuse in the exact same context. And I I read these papers around the clock, Mm -hmm. and I keep learning these funny, interesting little factoids about the plasticity of the human brain. And so there are a few things that I want to share about this that I've recently learned. One is sort of this bell-shaped curve when it comes to stress, this bell-shaped curve. So I want to make sure that when we talk about stress, that we're talking about the right audience. So there was a study done during Superstorm Sandy, real life human being, giant attack, 300 women, their placentas and their infants. This is like as good of epigenetic science as you are ever going to get Robert. Mm -hmm. And they were able to look at how did the stress affect these different women. And the findings were remarkable. If you had almost no stress at all in your life, your life was like really stress-free, the big storm came and you didn't fare so well in terms of your stress response. If you had horrible situations, socioeconomic, really bad situation, the storm came, you, it threw you over the edge. That was really bad. However, people that were sort of somewhere in the middle, the challenge caused them to have this almost post-traumatic growth. It wasn't PTSD, it was the opposite. They grew, they adapted as a result of the stress. So the reason that this is such an important conversation is Robert and I are too smart to come on here and tell you to take natural Valium and anesthetize yourself. That's not what we're talking about. We're saying a healthy endocannabinoid system means that you can deal with stress, adapt to stress, and you can forget. That's what we learned from Professor Raphael Meshulam, right, Robert? Yes. If you, can, if you remembered every thought, every face you saw walking down the street, you'd go mad. And on those days when you remember too much, you mm. do go mad.
3: I, I, have a confe- just- I have a confession to make, Stuart. The The real reason that my wife is on CBD is so she forgets all the bad things and stupid things I've done since we've been married almost 26 years now. So, all right, I admit it. I admit it. The, no, the ability, joking, of course, aside, the ability to forget is a very powerful adaptation for survival. It doesn't mean you forget that a, a, a tiger can eat you. You should avoid the tiger. But there are certain things that do not s- – suit us to maintain an obsession with something in the past. And that sustenance, that substance, cannabidiol and other things in the hemp plant, seems to have that impact, as uh, Dr. Meshulam had pointed out in much, much of the research out of Israel, uh, that is something that is so, so very important. In terms also of what I see as a big, big concern I have of programmability. We are programmable mm. species. And yeah. what we're seeing manifest now is programmable, programming through fear fear induction machinery they're set up to kind of direct us it may not be for our greater good best you know future now this is me calling into questions like do you believe everybody in government and medicine in, in any uh, endeavor is always looking out for you no would it, it, everybody would say no that's absurd of course not everybody's looking out for me okay so with that in mind how do we look out for ourselves how do we become less programmable in a negative context We've kind okay, of had I believe, these discussions.
4: I believe this. It's neuroplasticity. And our mentor, Dr. Bruce Lipton, said it to me when we were on the phone. I was trying to hustle him to get him to join the scientific advisory board over at Nordic Naturals. You know he knows better. He doesn't do anything like that. But he said to me, Stuart, 95% of your health outcomes come from your subconscious. I don't care if you're a Qigong master. That leaves 5%. Within your conscious control. You've got to unblock the negative self-defeating feedback loops. So if the fear is antithetically opposed to the growth, and what we're looking for is neuroplasticity, and you already have a huge debate with that happening with half of the neuroscientists, anyways. Half of, half of the experts in the field say once you once you've reached sort of you know, puberty, that's it, so to speak in terms of neuroplasticity. And then, then there are others, and I'm included in that group, that say that's ridiculous. You no, know, evolutionary biology has demonstrated the ability to unlearn things that are inaccurate to learn new things are par- is part of the forward momentum of the genes. So I think we're being given this incredible opportunity right now to put it all to the test. And I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm glad to hear that you're working out more and you're taking better care of yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the exact same thing. I'm quadrupling down on my disciplines. So this will also keep answering the question for the listening audience. You know, one thing I started to do, Robert, you you, you remember Louise Hay yes. and uh, Abraham Hicks? Of course. Okay, so for anyone who doesn't remember this, this was some of the the hippier, uh, positive affirmation stuff Mm
0: -hmm.
4: well you know what i I found out it works i had a lot of friends that listened to it a long time ago and i used Mm -hmm. to listen to it a while ago and i went back and listened to it and there's one i really like Mm -hmm. and maybe i can i'll send it to you we can put it up in the show notes okay it's that abraham hicks one where the speaker just says over and over and over um everything always works out for me i mean everything always works out for me everything always works out for me everything always works out for me. I'm just driving to work, I'm like, like, everything always like walking in the office. What a simple thing to show this biphasic, fear shuts down your immune system so you can run for your life. We learned that from Bruce Lipton and then we made our own version of that video. Did you see that on YouTube? miles's version where he tied the endocannabinoid system into fear and the immune system did you see that video
3: yes and by the way everybody if if you go to the show notes at robertscatbell.com we have the uh cb sciences the plus cbd oil uh videos available to you i would encourage you to subscribe and and look at this and what miles has done and of course Stewart has done beyond our ability to cover these things on the show uh again insights and, and a lot of times they're very entertaining too no, so we want it to be person. fun. It's yeah, not just yeah, information.
4: And yeah. then we launched the Lex files. <laughs> did you listen at all? yet?
3: I don't see the Lex files yet. No.
4: I think Don did. The super Don put it up in the notes. Yeah. I saw it when you pulled it up, didn't you, Don?
3: I think. I let me see if I can bring Don back in here. Okay. So fun. we
4: launched a new show about psychonauts. <sighs> A psychonautics show. A psychonautic show. Psychonauts are people that go into the brain, mm-hmm. into the brain space, deep in the brain space. So there's a lot of exciting research, not just with cannabinoids, but other exciting plant compounds mm-hmm. that can maybe help you forget or unlearn or unblock negative feedback loops. There it is right there. See that? Mm-hmm. The Lex Files. There it
3: is. I saw it, but I okay. didn't get to watch it. It looks pretty cool.
4: Now check it out. This is Lex Pelger. Lex Pelger, he's an author. And an expert. He's a psychonaut. We hired him to be our director of education. This guy knows more about cannabinoids, Robert, and about psychedelics than about any human being I've ever met. Mm. So this is a weekly podcast that'll go up. Listen to what this first one's about. He has this geneticist, cannabis geneticist, on, and and she points out she has three plants, same phenotypes, same chemovar, same strains, growing right next to each other. They all have completely different cannabinoid and terpenoid ratios. Wow. So it's like, you think you know this plant? You think you know cannabis? You listen to the Lex files. You think you know psychedelics? You think you're a psychonaut? (laughs) You want to know about all the salons where people are getting into their brain and unblocking the negative self-defeating feedback loops with ketamine? Mm -hmm. You want to hear all about the MDMA research that MAPS is doing? Robert, do you know that um, our guy, uh, Scott Shannon, MD, the author Mm -hmm. of our anxiety paper, did you know he's the lead principal investigator for maps studying mdma turning into a drug did you know that
3: no i did not
4: i wasn't allowed to talk about that before
3: oh now it's out okay all right well Well, it's out of the bag now yeah all right well now we're
4: cool again look at that what you're looking at right there that's our youtube page
3: Mm -hmm. cv sciences youtube page i urge you to uh, subscribe as i have and uh, as you get a chance to review them we you know for those that are still having downtime, you have more time to learn these things and uh, more folks are putting out good information for you, and I appreciate that. Also, you Doesn't that to, look nice? It does. It looks great. Right. Also, you can go to pluscbdoil.com. We have links up in the show notes at robertscoutbell.com. Sometimes they're embedded in the notes. They're always a banner. Just click on it. If you're new, take it there. Use the code RSB30 to get your first uh, discount 30% off. And I think we have an ongoing RSB15 as well. Uh, this is exciting information because it's so empowering, and I have utilized this. My family, my wife, my kids. For many years now so it's not just i'm toe dipping no we're all in and i'd love for you to try it as well if you haven't already figured this out now uh stewart we got to take a break we're at the bottom of the hour can you hang out with us for the, the rest of oh, the? oh yeah summer? no yep. that was
4: great i've got some other right. stuff i got some surprises. super
3: super duper and uh looking forward to more of that we have everything as i said linked up at robertscabell.com uh check it out and uh, uh super don you've got i think we want to say thanks in this moment for about a minute and a half to our friends at trinity school of natural health there's more and more investment in real, what I call real healing. And uh, give a listen. Learn how to uh, plug in trinityschool.org right now.
1: Trinity's Certified Natural Health Professional Program serves as the foundation to our more advanced CHHP or Certified Holistic Health Practitioner Program. This course will teach you how to apply naturopathic fundamentals to pursue a healthy, healthy, body, mind, and spirit, from wholesome cooking to shopping to the human body systems, this program prepares you to care for yourself, your family, and your community. In this course, you will learn human anatomy and physiology, as well as the requirements of each body system, the need for proper nutrition and elimination of waste. How to incorporate natural health principles in your own home with tips for shopping cooking cleaning pet care and first aid how to conduct client consultations and assessments and make safe legal recommendations one of the greatest things about this certification is it's designed for you to put your knowledge into practice right after you complete the course in a world full of toxins it's essential to learn how to keep yourself and others healthy trinity's cnhp program is the perfect choice for you if you have any questions or feel this is the program for you, please send us an email or give us a call and get started on your path to transform the world.
3: I want to thank Trinity School of Natural Health; they've been a longtime supporter of Health Freedom and this show as well, and uh, quite a, a lineage within the family of doing just that, standing up for that health freedom and healing liberty. We love, and I know you love as well. And also, the Trinity School of Natural Health hosts each year. The health freedom expo we intend to be in october in the chicagoland area if they open it up this is a the the, the old stomping grounds of Stuart Tomp, and that's uh the chicagoland area he got out thankfully and is in a better place uh i think overall but uh the idea of getting together for the health freedom expo it's so empowering and i hope to see all y'all there i know jonathan emord and others will be there a good buddy chris barr not a doc will be there and uh, Paul Baratero with Synergy Science. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things, EMF, key technologies. And I hope, hopefully, we can talk more CBD as we're doing right now with Stuart Tump. Uh, and uh, that's October 24th, 25th, 2020 in Chicago uh, Chicagoland area. We'll get more details out to you as soon as they become available. Uh, Stuart, there have been a couple of comments before we go further into some great, great uh, um, news and, and even scientific studies. Uh, Murdoch is asking Will CB, CB Sciences ever have a subscribe and save program? have CBD automatically sent out to clients in the future. You know, some folks do that uh, to save a little bit.
4: Uh, We will finally do it. The only reason we haven't done it is because we had to uh, rationalize our existence Mm -hmm. by driving customers to stores to legitimatize Mm -hmm. CBD. What do I mean by that? As soon as you bought it at the cash register, it became closer to legal. The more money that was spent at a cash register that would go into a database – that forced the legality question. I'm going to say that again. We had to have people buying it with cash money mm-hmm. inside of the system to force the criminals to make it legal.
3: Mm. Well said. Well said. How's that? I
4: mean, yeah. How's that? I, I just want to just kind of just come right out there and, and just
3: bureaucrats say it. and regulators that often are in the pockets of uh, industries that do not want you to have autonomy over your health, much less to uh, maintain it in a, in a healthy non-drug way. Let's just say that. And yet there are valid utilizations of uh, this CBD as a medicine approved by the FDA. We've talked about that as well. And we want you to have the freedom to choose the path you go down or, or both, if, if that's what you like. We're all about that. So that's a great question. Uh, Murdoch also, let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see. I love listening to Stuart. Mini Nikki says, ha, and he is always so full of energy. You don't know the kind of energy that rolls through this guy. And he's containing it. <sighs> Just amazingly, considering if you've seen past shows where he's taken over a room as big as a football stadium, just with the energy that flows through him. So, Stuart, uh, again, mini Nikki's appreciative of your energy. That's nice. So we got some science uh, to discuss. I think there are a couple of things that, you know, we talked about new research and we've got these links in the show notes uh, that tout CBD safety. Uh, we've got hemp CBD links, myth versus facts. We've got a video of Dr. Anna Schwabe, I think, uh, and the gene flow of cannabis also post. Yeah, that's the
4: one I was talking about. Listen, if you're a hardcore expert, Mm -hmm. you need to listen to the doctor and and what she has to say about the gene flow of cannabis, a lot of debate around the chemovar, whether it's a strain Mm -hmm. anyway, it's going to take you so deep down the rabbit hole. So that's a nice That'll be a nice little teaser to get people that really love the deep information to want to follow it. I also want to make sure before we go on too much further, um, this paper that I was suggesting this, this review article about CBD and stress and substance abuse and mental health, there's really something here. There's really something here. So go to pubmed.gov and start reading for yourself. The first paper that we printed, we used our product with a young man in Colorado that was having a cannabis abuse disorder. And I know it's debated as to whether or not cannabis can be addictive. There's a gene issue, there's SNPs, there are certain people, it's not constitutionally, it has nothing to do with their morality. Genetically, they're just allergic and they don't do as well with THC. And we've learned from some of this early preclinical work in the simplest way, The THC by itself, pure THC, too much may cause psychosis. CBD, pure CBD by itself may buffer and treat psychosis. So the more that we learn about that, there's a reason that there's a spectrum in between of hundreds of thousands of possible different matrices of products. So that's why that study that we published that showed the efficacy of our product, and then that we sold 5 million bottles Mm. and tracked all of the side effects. I mean, I'm going to go like this for a minute. Mm -hmm. You don't do that normally with a plant that doesn't lend itself to reproducibility. So we standardized something that's magical, that's natural, that doesn't normally lend itself to standardization. If you live in the Emerald Triangle and you don't like that because you grow the chronic, that's great too. That's what I love about this conversation. If you want to grow your own cannabis, great. If you live in a state that's a legal state, great. If there's a different brand that you like because you like that they're curing sick children and you have a sick child and we don't talk about sick children and you have a sick child. So you you like another brand and it's CBD. Great. I mean, that's amazing. We get to meet one. Everyone, wherever their confirmational bias is, whether it's the pharma version, whether it's the dispensary version, whether it's the homegrown version or the 3,000 different brands, and they're all trying to help people get to the same place of love. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so cool?
3: It is, and and I I want to see that love, that tolerance manifest as a a normal extension of our humanity, but as long as we don't forget, as long as we become programmed by those who want us to live in fear— Uh, We're dealing with some very real issues. I just do not want to participate and exacerbate those issues. We're all about investing in your power to heal, your power to see through illusion that is not for your benefit or the benefit of your kids, your mom, your grandma, your grandpa, et cetera. Now, on the safety issue, it's a post-market surveillance supporting safety and tolerability, a plus CBD uh, products. I mean, this is significant to start, you talk about beat your chest. like It's amazing. What you know, this you've been is able such to a big deal.
4: There. I'm trying to find one of our products here. No, really. You know, we've know we sold 5 million bottles of our plus CBD. And then there's a 1-800 number on the side. There's a QR code so you can scan it to make sure what's in the bottle. But if you have a tummy ache or a headache, or you even think something's going on, we've had a couple of people that have taken it and said, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Because it's shifting a little bit of neurotransmission. We record every single call. Robert, I started here six years ago. Next Tuesday, we've been talking about this that long. I've been here for six years, six and years. we've run this place hmm. six years, and we ran this place like a pharmaceutical company. And there were people that you know, some of my personal friends, like you, you never questioned, but you know, my some of my, my some real outsiders that are like, "What are you doing?" I'm like. We want, to, we want to be ready for the FDA to come through the front door with long guns mm-hmm. so we can kiss them. How's that? Yeah. So nice. we can hug them. It was before you had to have a mask. Hey, I'm not going to go there. But this is so when they came through the door, we could put flowers in the, in, the, in the gun. You like that? How's that for a moment where everything comes together? So we knew. What do I mean by that? We had to behave as if this was the most regulated highly scrutinized substance on earth. Yeah. Do you know how much that hurt our business? Mm. That really hurt our business yeah. because we're treating this stuff, which is very precious, please don't get me wrong, as if we're dealing with something that is so precious that the other stuff doesn't work. Here, let me say that again. Unlike probiotics, where some of it's dead and some of it's alive, cannabinoids work. Cannabinoids work in the people that respond. So the monopoly and the intellectual property control and ownership has always eluded the green genie. You like that? The green genie has eluded capture because it cannot be completely coerced, controlled, enslaved, commoditized, or owned. And it's freaking people out that they would choose CBD over Valium. Well, guess what? They are. And they're choosing CBD in many cases over straight-up THC because did straight-up THC by itself ever occur in nature? Heck no. Is this super jacked-up THC? I live in California. That's mm-hmm. not natural. Natural? Okay, it's carbon-based. might not naturally occurring not right. on those levels. Yes. So we're finding that CBD is palliative care, whether you're using THC or you're using FEAR or you're using too much stress, or if you're not sleeping. You know, we know this, dysregulation in the endocannabinoid system causes narcolepsy. Let me say that again. Narcolepsy is caused from dysregulation in your ECS. If your ECS isn't regulated, your circadian rhythm will be off. Circadian rhythm is off, you're not sleeping, you're not producing serotonin. Now you don't feel good, now there's no melatonin, now you can't go back to sleep, now you got the cray-cray, now the brain's like, bah, 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 but you're drinking kombucha and you're doing CrossFit mm-hmm. and you're listening to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you're not <laughs> sleeping.
3: Sorry. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. It's an earthquake in San Diego. Hey, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, California specific question for you. Uh, okay. Have they opened up the facility where you work to bring all the folks back into work yet? Or is it still trickling back in? What's happening? You then? want to see some people? Uh, can we do it without losing the signal? Oh, they're making you wear a mask to walk around?
4: Well, just in case there's other people. We're in California. That's right. So I know, I know, I know we're in California, but just there are some people here. Mm -hmm. Let's see if there's anybody here real quick. Okay. Hold on. Hey, is anybody here in the marketing department right now?
3: Oh, my gosh.
4: Is anybody in the marketing department right now? We're live on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Anybody?
3: Is there one person back there? Maybe.
4: There's Jacob. Hey, Jacob, you're on the Robert Scott Bell show. Hey, Jacob. Come on, say hi. Hey. Say hey, everybody. Hi, Jacob. Jacob, how long have you been here? Uh, about four years. You love CBD? Oh, yeah. What about CBD Sciences? Yep. Love them both. All right. There we go. <laughs>
3: nice, Jacob. Dude, so okay. to answer the question, it's clearly not back to work as, as per used to be kind of scenario.
4: But you know what? We're getting so much done. I mean, the meetings, the Zoom meetings, it's incredible. I mean, we're getting so much stuff done. It's amazing.
3: Oh, you know? man. So
4: we've taken well, very, very good advantage of the time.
3: I just had an idea, and I don't know if it's a good one or not, but if you want to get people back to work in California or other states that have shut down, as we've seen in New York, all you have to do is call it a protest. Have people come back in to protest, and everybody's in. And, and no masks, no nothing. That's the irony because, of course, they know it's dangerous if you go to certain places <laughs> Uh, but if you're protesting, there's no problem. There's no risk. So,
4: okay. I will speak personally or just for a second. I am glad that I have enough neuroplasticity up here Mm -hmm. to deal with all of this every day. And I'm strongly encouraging other people to try Mm -hmm. to figure out how to rein in their own fear. Like I've had to, so that I can make sense of all of this. You know, it's, it's almost as if we're being tested. I know I'm being tested on every day to find out, can I adapt? And I yeah. think that from an evolutionary biological standpoint,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know, if I could talk about one of my favorite thinkers, Robert Sapolsky, I've been a huge fan of him as of late, his book, Behave. I'd encourage people to check out Robert Sapolsky. His TED Talks are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got me, he's got me sort of, you know, questioning most of everything that I thought I knew in seeing how people respond to fear. And that's why everything that we can do any day, every day when we come here and we show up, those of us that do show up here, we're providing an essential service. I mean, I've watched plus CBD. I've watched plus CBD do things that it wasn't supposed to do.
3: Speaking we weren't of, supposed to get this far speaking of the super don says there's a question coming through uh can you c- come on back in here super d and, and okay read sorry that about question that off. no no it's good uh Stuart, uh question for Stuart here coming in from the, one of the chat rooms that's watching us live what is that super d hold on uh, you're unmute yourself i think oh can, i had to turn down you.
2: yeah there. man I, I have to use knobs and buttons now that i we know were doing this this here um yeah this is coming from uh d it's just D. I thought I was D.
3: Okay. You're super more D. More than one D, apparently. Yeah. All
2: right. Anyway, uh, the question is I've read where your body can become resistant to CBD. I'd love to keep taking it all the time. Is
4: that, is that true or is that fake news? Hmm. Okay. Well, first of all, it's a great question because we're learning more and more about the endogenous endocannabinoid tone the endogenous endocannabinoid tone. And there may be some argument that if you're only taking one isolated cannabinoid by itself and you are not producing the adequate endocannabinoids, that you may not be getting the full immuno and neuromodulatory benefits. However, we do not see the same kind of resistance develop that we do with THC. So that's National Institutes of Drug Abuse, NIDA, and they've looked at this very, very closely. You see CBD has no direct activity at the site in the brain. It doesn't fit in there like a key in a lock, and THC does. So here's something that's quite interesting. Let's say that you you grew up with tremendous trauma, childhood trauma. Mm -hmm. You would have lower endocannabinoid receptor expression and lower circulating endocannabinoid activity right more stress like that right people that are adults that didn't have childhood trauma and this is all in the literature this is really exciting stuff some of these people that have stress later on in life that didn't have the childhood trauma may be expressing uh healthy endocannabinoid receptors but they have they have low circulating endocannabinoid levels They have low circulating endocannabinoid levels because their bodies are using the endocannabinoids to help regulate the stress response. So one of the ingredients that I've been looking at lately is an endocannabinoid called PEA. Now, this is not to be confused with this. There's a speed, there's a stimulant that goes by the acronym PEA. There's PEA, the endocannabinoid that the body makes. And that may be, Don and Robert, One of the ways that we could even enhance further the benefit of CBD Mm -hmm. because PEA, the endocannabinoid, disrupts the metabolism of the endocannabinoids. Mm -hmm. So these helper molecules disrupt the metabolism of the endocannabinoids because what are they? They're expensive neuromessengers. They're expensive for the body to make. They're expensive for nature to make. So I hope you get this nuance in the question here. I have found that the rate limiting factor for myself was my gut health. And then I learned from Miles Cyril, if there's a gut biome connection, that I've got to get the right endocannabinoid regulating biotics, bugs in my gut. So that's why it's part of the holistic package. And I finally, in closing, I've heard some people that were taking CBD, 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 having great results. Mm -hmm. and then they kind of hit the treatment resistant wall because there were some more things that they could do to get themselves healthier Mm -hmm. like bruce lipton he says the chemist is in the brain and you've got to stop being at war with yourself and then your cbd will work better so that's a real interesting way to tie in the mind body stuff does that answer the question
3: absolutely beautifully and of course if there's follow-up we'll get you back on again as we wrap up a few more minutes here uh, there's one more article that's linked in the show notes, and, and Superdome might be able to pull that up in a moment. But it a series of high-profile lawsuits challenging the legal status of CBD products are uh, basically being dismissed or stayed. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting thing. We've talked about legality issues since all the six years we've been talking about this together, Yeah, and there's still controversies about it. But what does this mean in terms of uh, legality? What's happening out there?
4: Yeah. Well, as soon as something's legal, then it's okay. We all know that. And uh, (laughs) how disgusting is that? You know, I know. So (laughs) so anyway, the guys that came out here and said it's illegal and we're going to make it legal and we're going to jam it down your throat because you're so stressed out. You need this stuff. We're pretty close to becoming the man. So how's that? You like that? We were the renegade and now we're the man. (laughs) So, yeah, they're backing off because they realize that there's some real issues, that there's some real crime out there to fight. There's some real issues in the world to fight and stepping on little old ladies in Disneyland and smashing their faces into a cop car to grab the CBD out of their bags. That's not a good idea. So everyone's backing down because they were wrong. They got so drunk on that power, Robert. They got so drunk on the authority to try to shut us down and shut everybody down. Well, this stuff is addictive. It's a gateway drug. There's no medical benefit. This is the biggest gold rush we've seen in herbal medicine ever. It's a total lie. This thing is worth trillions of dollars, and they know it, and we're in early. And for our shareholders, hey, thank goodness for them for hanging on. They see a a report like that. We just got our patent. We published our randomized control trial, the ticker CVSI. It'll be six years next Tuesday. And this thing's just getting started. People think, "Oh, it's over." What do you mean? This has been under prohibition for mm-hmm. 70 years. Yeah. It's just getting started. This is the biggest part of the freedom movement so far because you know what's coming next, you do? It's all the other plants that the FDA says are illegal.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's the uh, you know cannabis is <laughs> a gateway to freedom as a plant. You know, yeah. and and I've talked about it also being a gateway off of uh, some heavy narcotics and drugs. We've seen evidence of that. We've reported on it. It's in the scientific journals. Many doctors are we published on that. Well, yeah.
4: They use it in Europe. I hate to speak over you. You can get the the spray for multiple sclerosis for hash addiction right now in Holland. You can't get out of the hash bar. They give you THC and CBD. You're like, Why? <gasps> Well, there were other compounds in the plant, some of those terpenes and terpenoids that mm-hmm. might be causing some of the addictive reinforcing behavior. Yeah. So what we're finding out is this is big time mental health medicine yeah. and it can help, but you've got to experiment. A lot of people don't like that right now. So that's why I think the CBD and plus CBD is safer than just using cannabis and using THC.
3: Yeah. We've got validated third party analysis and we have EMF protection. Look at mine.
4: Oh, I finally cleaned mine.
3: Yay. Yay. So we, I, I
4: polished mine.
3: Yeah, we yeah. Uh, we, we would uh, like toast with this, you know, each other.
4: Yeah, mine's at home right now, but um, are they doing well? Is that company doing well?
3: They're like having trouble keeping up with the demand because uh, the awareness now growing of the fifth generation EMF technologies and disruption of normal cellular functions, um, you would love this. I mean, there was a recent study that they, they did at a German uh, b- very prestigious uh, scientific in- inquiry. Uh, in terms of the presence of this particular unit, which you and I both have, in addition, we have the home unit, uh, on wound recovery. And they went into deep-level analysis, real-time analysis of regeneration, regenerative events within the body at a deep level, in the presence of 5G, and then with this and without this. And it was a placebo-controlled as well. And you can visually see that this neutralized the all the negative impact on 5G, which disrupted, disrupted significantly regeneration within the body. So... Uh, along with, again, CBD, hemp-derived, as we love here, from CB Sciences. we gotta, we got to sign off because our friends at UK Health Radio have to drop off.
4: Okay, before you leave, I need to get a code from those people so I can drive everybody to help buy those units.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, I can't
4: sell my own product. I can sell that one.
3: Yes, you're allowed to do that. Uh, Stuart, always amazing to see you, my brother, and uh, big hugs to your whole family. And all of the insight that you gave today, very valuable for folks to understand how to navigate, you know, the stress that 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 is happening, stimulated into existence uh, by, unfortunately, people that might mean well, might not. We don't know. But at that point, what is good for you? That's what we want to invest in our time and energy to get you back on track here, despite a lot of people being afraid or a lot of people wanting you to be afraid. So, Stuart, thank you from CB Sciences plus CBDOil com linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. Super Don is ready to blast out the uh, end of the hour. We're going to come back with some bonus time for everybody. If you have questions or comments, thank you for being here and the power to heal.